The things that we love that are not the most important are the easiest to rationalize spending time on and distracting us from the things that are really important, right? The things that are good but not great. That's the stuff that ends up taking us off course. That's James Clear. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Joseph. Happy Friday. I appreciate you joining me today as we wrap up this week's clips with mega successful author and blogger, James Clear. And in this fast paced, gotta do this, gotta do that the endless to-do list that we all have, world that we live in today. He is here to give us a framework to streamline our priorities so that we can feel more productive and get the things that are most meaningful to us done. So without further ado, let's jump right into this one with James Clear. Enjoy. This comes back to the point about the lion and having too many priorities. This is a quote from a book called Essentialism. I thought it was pretty good, actually. So the word priority came into the English language in the 1400s. Before that, it didn't even exist. And for the next 500 years, it was just priority. It was only in the last century that we started having priorities and making it plural, right? And this idea that we can suddenly go from having one most important thing to 10 most important things is a complete myth that our busy, industrialized, technologically um, empowered culture has started to embrace for some reason. But you can't change the laws of physics. You can't bend reality, as he says, right? You can only have one most important thing, and the way that we operate and the way that we divide our energy and push our energy around has not changed, even if we're defining it in a different way. So, given that, how do we decide what priorities to focus on? How do we decide what to whittle out and what to cut down? Warren Buffett has a strategy that I find relatively interesting and useful. Um, you know, Buffett is probably the most famous investor of the last hundred years and certainly one of the most successful of all time. And uh, this story comes directly from his personal pilot, Mike Flint, who was t- telling this story to a friend of mine. So Mike Flint has been Warren Buffett's personal pilot for a while. He's also flown Air Force One. He's flown multiple U.S. presidents. Um, he's an accomplished guy. And he was telling Buffett, hey, Warren, you should really get this new plane. It's pretty sick. I'd like to be able to fly this thing. Um, you should buy this at some point. And he was like, I'd love to be able to fly in this, you know, in the next five or 10 years. And apparently Warren looked at Mike Flint and said, if you're still flying for me in 10 years, then I probably have failed you as a boss because you're not growing enough, right? You, you haven't grown out of this. Um, and if I'm serious about developing you, then we're going to need to do that. So what I want you to do is sit down and write the top 25 priorities that you have for yourself for the next, you know, 10 or 15 years. And this exercise I'm about to share, you can do this on any timeline, right? You can do 25 priorities for your career. You can do 25 for this month, 25 for this year, whatever works for you. So Mike Flynn goes off, writes down his 25 priorities. He comes back and takes a look at Warren Buffett and says, here's the list. I got it. And he says, all right, good. I want you to circle the top five. I want you to focus on the five priorities that are most important to you. Go ahead and circle those. Take a little bit of time. 
goes off and does that, brings the list back. And he's like, okay, tell me how you're gonna, how you're gonna deal with this now, Mike. What are you gonna do? He says, well, I've selected my top five most important priorities, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and focus on those. And then the rest of this list will be kind of like my, my backup plan, right? On weekends or when I have extra time or when a project stalls, I'll, I'll work on the other stuff. And Buffett said, no, no, you got it all wrong. This list of numbers six through 25 is your never do under any circumstance list. And the reason, I, it took me a while to, to like grasp why this was so important. The things that we love that are not the most important are the easiest to rationalize spending time on and distracting us from the things that are really important, right? The things that are good but not great, that's the stuff that ends up taking us off course. It's not that we don't really want something. It's not that we don't really you know, want to improve or we don't know exactly what the most important thing is to us. It's that we choose to spend our ways on numbers six through our time on numbers six through 25 too often. We choose to make these rationalizations for, this is a decent use of time. I'm not really wasting time, right? I'm not sitting around watching a bad TV show or something. I'm, I'm working on something relatively important. But that's the stuff that pulls away from greatness. So what I like to think about, come back to that rose bush, if you, I'm not much of a gardener, um, but gardeners tell me that if you want a rose bush to blossom, to fully bloom, to become the most they can be, you have to prune away buds, right? You can't just let everything grow un, um, you know, unpruned. And in order to do that, that means you have to cut away buds that could blossom into something. They can become a full-grown flower. They could look good. So these are good ideas that you have to clip away, but you have to prune those out of your life if you want to truly be great, if you want to focus on flourishing to the biggest degree. So pruning away these ideas and using Buffett's strategy of this 25-5 rule is one way to cut out the things that are in your life that are distracting you from greatness. Another way, and this is on a daily basis, so you can think of Buffett's as like a longer timeline, it's like a strategy, and then this Eisenhower box is how do I run my day-to-day -day activities? So if you want, yeah, I put together a Google Doc where you can like download either a PDF version or just use a, an online version um, of the Eisenhower box. You can download that at jamesclear.com slash ebox if you want a copy of it. But you can also just write it on your paper. The basic idea, President Eisenhower used this daily, uh, supposedly, when he was uh, running the United States and throughout his illustrious career as a um, military official. You have four different boxes, right? You have important and urgent. These are the things, this is the do category, stuff you need to get done right today. It's always important and it needs to be done. Uh, it's on fire. The next category is not urgent, but it is important. This is the category that we often overlook. These are the things I know I should be doing. I know they're good habits. I know I should be going to the gym more often, um, but I just can't seem to make time for it. This is the stuff that you need to decide when to do it. You need to schedule it at some point. The next is not important, but urgent. This is the stuff that pulls us away a lot of the time. These are the fires, the daily emergencies, the things that pop up, right? I need to go pick my kids up from school. Somebody got sick. I have to take them to the hospital. There's all sorts of things that are like urgent, but not necessarily the most important way to be spending your time and energy. Then there are things that are not important and not urgent. These should just be deleted, right? But a lot of the time we have one or two of these that have somehow crept in and we're still spending our time on it because inertia and momentum and we just happen to keep doing that but we shouldn't be. Um, so this little box can be a useful way to think about where am I spending my time today and is that in the right, right category? So the key idea here is that busy does not equal important and urgent is not the same thing as necessary. Just because something is urgent doesn't mean it needs to get done. So filter out the fluff, focus on what matters. In order to do this, so you may be thinking at this point, all right, I want to focus on the most important stuff, but I still have a lot of priorities. I still have a lot of stuff that sounds important to me. I still would like to build all these new habits. How do I decide what to stick to first? 
In this case, I would suggest keystone habits. A keystone habit is a type of behavior that you perform that filters into your life in many other ways. I'll give you a couple examples. So one, uh, one keystone habit for me is working out. If I go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, all sorts of things happen. First, I get the benefits of strength training. So yes, that's good. That's what I, you know, most people think you're going there for. But when I come back, I have an hour of solid focus, right? I get kind of that post-workout high where you have really clear thinking. So my focus is improved. I tend to eat better when I work out. I don't know why, I just don't want to waste it, uh, I guess. You know, I could, I guess, eat ice cream if I wanted, but I just kind of feel like I have a good streak going, so might as well continue eating well, too. Nutrition improves. I sleep better that night because I'm tired and I've worked my body hard. I wake up the next day and I have better energy because I slept well. So at no point was I trying to build better focus habits, nutrition habits, energy habits, um, sleep habits, but all of those things came as a consequence of this one keystone habit. So if you're looking for a way to get started in a very practical way, Think about what the keystone habit could be for you. Some popular examples, weightlifting is mine. Meditation is another one that you commonly hear CEOs talk about. If I get my daily meditation habit in, then everything is much easier for me. Um, walking, going on a daily walk is a very common one, especially for artists if they need some creative time. If they do their daily walk each day, the rest of it kind of flows. Visualization is a common one. You'll hear comedians say things like, you know, I rehearse the, you know, the greatest performance I've had right before I step out onto stage, or I visualize having a successful um, speech right before I step onto the stage. So those type of visualization techniques can be useful as well. But think about what you do on days when you perform at your best. That'll give you an insight into what your keystone habit could be. Big Thanks to James Clear for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled The Surprising Power of Small Habits. James Clear Snaps Leadership Conference. And if you'd like to connect with him and his work, you can go to his website, jamesclear.com. That is also his Instagram. His mega successful book is entitled Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And if you'd like to check out the last time we had him featured on the show, you can go back and check out episodes number 198 or 333. And everything I just mentioned, along with a link to today's entire talk, will be in the show description below. So you can go and check that out. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you have a wonderful and fantastic weekend. And I will see you back here Monday. So until then, stay strong.